Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Um, we're in Vision Month, as Pastor Ruben said, and by the way, my name is JP, it's an honor to have you here, but um, we're in Vision Month, and it's really important that we do this every year at this time, because I, I do believe a, a passage of Scripture that is used often, and it's Proverbs 29, verse 18, and, it, and it's this translation that I wrote down for this year, it's when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. When there's no vision, the people perish, is another translation. And I really believe in my heart every year we kind of come into this month. Well, last year, I think it was a day. It was a Sunday. And we just kind of recalibrate as a house on where we're going and what, what we feel the Lord is leading us to. And so last year, I, I, I talked about um, the pillar of word. And today, I want to talk about presence. But just if you weren't here last week, real quick, I feel like the Lord dropped the, a phrase from our vision statement in, our heart, in my heart um, in October, which is really the, the, the whole focus of this year and what we're cultivating and what we feel the Lord building, and that is, um, I heard the phrase, a wellspring of life. A wellspring of life. As that video was, was built and created, it was around that concept, like what does it look like for us to cultivate and create a, a place, a house, we, we say a house as reference to the church, a house that is a wellspring of life in the midst of the desert of this city. And I felt like the Lord just began to give revelation and clarity and invite us into that and led me to John 4 where Jesus meets the woman at the well and says, hey, listen, anybody that comes to me, can I tell you, this is for everyone in the room. If you've said yes to Jesus and if you haven't today, this is the good news, the best news of Jesus. He says this, if you come to me, you will never thirst again. You will never thirst again. Whoo! I thank the Lord that in him I'm satisfied. Not just when I was saved. See, see, we gotta understand something. Getting saved isn't the goal. <laughs> that sounds bad. Let me say it differently. Getting saved isn't the goal. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the win. It's not like you cross over the line and you're saved and you're good. It is you were saved, you're being saved, and we will be saved. And in all of that, it's going, I want the wellspring of life every day that he satisfies my desires every day and I don't have to thirst again. And I believe the prophetic call for us as a house is to be that place where people come in. And some of you, this is your first time I saw hands raised and I just pray you feel the presence of the Lord and you're, you're like, what is going on in here? It's just Jesus moving by his spirit and he's ministering his heart. He's ministering the Father's heart to you. And I want to see this place become that even more in this year, wellspring of life. And so I felt like the Lord said, that's the focus of this year. So in that and, in how, and how we cultivate that and how we build that, the Lord's given us pillars as a house. Pillars hold up everything we do. And it holds up our vision of our house and its word and its presence, its family and its city. Okay, and so today I wanna to talk about the presence of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Open up your Bibles to Acts to the book of Acts, chapter two. I'll get there in one moment. But presence, and, and let me just say this as a disclaimer or as like a, hey, 
In our, in our culture as a church, we use the word presence quite often. We teach the presence. We've just come through a series, if you were joining us, on the Holy Spirit. Yeah, how many of you were here for that? We, we, are, we are a presence-driven culture. We also teach the word. That's why I said last week the word is so crucial. Uh, what's the point? The point is this. We have always, and I desire deeply to be a church that is spirit and truth. Okay? But when I say presence, what I'm, what I'm saying is this, is, is, is I, it might conflate or combine the, the phrase of the Holy Spirit, God being with us, God giving himself to us, right? God is omnipresent, right? He's always there. But then there are moments where God gives himself at a greater measure. That's why, like, I pray. People ask me, like, why do you pray for the Holy Spirit to come? Because, like, I, I, I need him to come. I need him more than I did yesterday. I need him to come in this moment in a tangible way. Like, God is always moving. He's always present. But when he's invited, he comes. Can I tell you, being a son and a daughter of him, you get to ask him to come, and he responds. But it's, it's the disciple, it's the discipline of walking with him that you know what to do when he comes. That's another message another time. Maturity, actually, what I, what I see as a sign of maturity in believers is that when God comes, you know what to do. Sometimes I don't know what to do because <laughs> it's so different. It's new. It's fresh. It's like, I don't know what to do here. But I learn and I discover with him. Is, is this okay to say? Like, you, uh, okay. All right. So when I speak of God's presence, I'm speaking of God showing up by his spirit. Jesus is seated at the right hand of his father. Yes? Come on. Isn't that good news? And like all of hell is underneath. Like he's conquered it. He's won it, right? Right? Y'all need to get a little bit more excited that Jesus is seated on the throne. (laughs) So when the presence comes, it's, it's the Holy Spirit coming and giving himself and revealing Jesus and revealing the Father. The presence of the Lord is a precious gift to his body. This is a very basic message for some, but this is such an important thing for us to catch in this house because as a pillar of our house, we need to understand what it means to be a people of the presence. But he gives himself to his church. Don't don't you love that? Like, isn't that enough? Okay, so so just real quick, like, Ruben, the worship team was so so powerful and Ruben stepped aside and I knew he was gonna grab the mic and I I knew he was, I said, don't go. And I know Josh mentioned this in his message with John Mark. It's like, don't go yet. Don't go up there. Part of it is I wanted them to sweat it out a little bit, see where they were going. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Um, I said, don't go. Because what happened? (sighs) Did you feel that? It wasn't good vibes. It wasn't that Eric played a different note on his bass. How fun was that? Leading from the bass, like old school. It's like awesome, dude. It wasn't that like they, they found, they got in line with what the spirit was doing. And the presence of the Lord. Did you, did you, I don't want to sound like spooky, but we all love spooky stuff. We'd watch Stranger Things, but when we start talking about the supernatural, we freak out. It's like, what? Right? Like, why are we like that? You know? Right, right? Did you feel the presence of the Lord come in? Did you feel something start stirring in your heart? That wasn't some good sound or, or instrumentation. It was precious. It was the presence of the Lord. And we gotta, we gotta begin to recognize that, that if that doesn't come, truly, if that does not come, I don't wanna be here. What? 
Yeah, as the, as, as the man that's been called to lead this with, alongside so many, if he doesn't show up, it's really not worth it to come. But I'm so thankful that he comes. It's like an exodus, right? When they, when they leave the, the, the land of slavery. It's like, it's our story, right? Coming out of slavery and entering into the promised land. And Moses is there with the, with the Lord. And, and Moses is interacting with the Father. And, and, and it's like a friend face to face. But in Exodus 33, 14, he said this. My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. Because before that, Moses was like, listen, we don't want to go if you don't come with us. Here, here, here's what I want to say. I want to say this. We, we, we have to learn how to be people, disciples of Jesus, that say, Lord, if you don't go, Lord, if you're not saying it, Lord, if it's not in your will, Lord, if it's not what you're about, Lord, if it's not about how the kingdom works, I don't want to go because if I go there, you won't be there. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is, is what we were made for. It's what we were designed for. Today, somehow in the church, we've built church to surround and be gathered around a message, a sermon. Now, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad you're listening, but I, I'm really not that great of a preacher, and that's not some self-deprecation. It's like, I, I, it's just, it is what it is. I, I know guys that I could bring up on the stage, and they'd paint, they, they'd preach the paint off the walls. But we've, we've created an environment where you show up and you get a really good message and then you leave. And that message is like a self-help message. It's a meet your goals message. Come on. Can I just talk to some people here in the room? It's like, be your best self in 2024. Why did I do that? I don't know like that. It's just the way that I've, it's just the way that I, it's like, I feel more that way. Be your best self with your Pellegrino water and it's like we, 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 we've surrounded around this, this idea of a message. And listen, I just taught the word. The people of God, they surrounded, the, they, 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 they surrounded themselves by the presence. They gathered around the presence. Are you hearing me? And in church, and this is not a knock on the church, I, I love, I, I've said this a lot, I love the Big C Church, but we've created an environment where it's come in, get your fix, Feel good and leave. And we hope you come back Sunday next week. And we hope you give because it's a lot of money to run a church. <laughs> Can I just preach for a moment? Is it freaking you out that I'm sitting and not standing when I'm saying this stuff? It's like, it's like, it's like we've created this to be that thing and it's not all wrong. But what I hope for this place to be is a place where we walk in and we're like, the Lord's here. And we know what to do when he comes. We know what, what, what our response is, what our proper response is. What is our proper act of worship? Romans 12, giving our lives as a living sacrifice to the Lord, not coming in wondering about what I don't have, coming in not wondering about what, I, what I'm gonna get from the word, like coming in just being, being that he's here and it's good enough that he's here and everything else is an add-on. You know, church really is about ministering our hearts to his heart. And in that, people come in and they get set free. People come in that are orphans and they get found. People come in and hear the gospel and they get saved. We, we do believe in this church in, in what I would say is the fivefold ministry of the church. It's, it's what Paul writes about that. It's, it's there for the edification of the body until Christ Jesus returns. Has Christ returned yet? So, so listen, I, 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 when I started this thing, I'm, this is not even in my notes. Dear Lord, help me. Um, when I started preaching, I was an evangelist. I just get up and just, whoo! 
saved, be saved. It's like I was, woo. And I feel like the Lord has moved in me in that in, in so many ways. But, but like, I don't, I don't necessarily carry that. We, we have a guy, his name is Pastor Josh. That brother is an evangelist. Yes? We have, a pas- we have pastors. We call ourselves, but listen, we have pastors. Reuben, how many of you love Reuben? When he gives you a hug, it's like, oh, he's a pastor. I just have him hug me sometimes because I just need a pastor to hug me. <laughs> we believe the prophetic. We believe in all of that. We believe in the church functioning the way that God has called his church to function. And the greatest function of the church is making sure that he is invited into the place and then keeping him in the place. Are you hearing me? So, so what's, the, what's my point in saying all that? My point is saying that, like, if we just, uh, listen, I know there's people that believe if you just preach the gospel every single Sunday, it'd be the best. And I agree with that. We do preach the gospel. But it's us coming in and learning how to live and move in his presence and having help to understand what is God doing? What is God saying? What is happening here? Because he's designed us to be in his presence. It's, it's what he designed it to. It's, it's for us to come and to gather. Messages are good, but I don't think they are what he designed the church to do. If I, if I go to Acts chapter 2, go to Acts chapter 2. I'm all over the place, but this is, I hope, okay. In Acts 2, the early church's birth, the New Testament church is birthed post-Pentecost. And I actually believe, like, you know, not necessarily the full model for us, but I believe this is a definite model for us. This is where we gained our vision and our pillars off of. This is in Acts 1, 2. And, and, and I, I just sense that the Lord is reestablishing, once again, what his church and his bride and his body are, are, are going to be about. They're going to be about his word, but they're going to be about his presence. Before we go out, we have to, we have to come in. And so in Acts 2, it says this, verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, a.k.a. the word, and to the fellowship. Hey, can I, can I just encourage you? When you say, I don't need church, you can't fellowship with people in your boxers watching it on, on YouTube. I should have said boxers. Maybe I should have said pajamas. <laughs> I'm just too tired today. Oh, yeah? Come. Come. I'm not about building a big church. I'm about building people that are captivated by the presence of the Lord. So, so it says they devoted themselves to the teaching and to fellowship. How do you fellowship? You show up. You rub shoulders. You get encouraged. To the breaking of bread and to prayer, everyone was filled with awe. Everyone say awe. At the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Did you see that? Every day. We got one day, maybe two days a week, and we're struggling. <laughs> Every day. All right? So we can do one day a week? Let me see your hand. Yeah? Okay. I'm taking attendance next week. <laughs> they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people And the Lord added to their number daily. See, the Lord will add to his church. It's the Lord's job to add to his church. It's the Holy Spirit that brings people to Jesus and to repentance. But it says all these things are happening and people were added and saved. Why? Because I believe, this is my hot take. Can I take a hot take on this? I believe this is an entire part of scripture 
is all surrounded with the presence of the Lord being the thing that covered them. I believe in Acts, in this moment where the church is being developed and it's growing and they're breaking bread and they're receiving the teaching and they're giving their, 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 their money away and selling their possessions to help one another and they're showing up into the temple and people are being saved, it's because what's covering this is the presence of the Lord. I mean, if we think about it right before this, Jesus says, I'm leaving. And they're all like, what? We just got you back. You just raised from the dead. We got a lot of work to do here. And he's like, I'm leaving. And I'm going to go to my father. And I'm going to sit next to my father. But I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm going to give you my spirit that will not just come and, and be with you and then leave. But will come and will rest upon you and will live in you. See, in this moment, it was the new, and like we say in, in, in theology, new and eternal covenant that took place right here. And that's so important for us to catch because we are not a part of old covenant. We are part of the new and eternal covenant. Do, do, you, do you believe that? Are you happy for that? Like we are saved and now we've received his precious gift of his spirit that rests in us, lives on us, and then comes and ministers the presence of the Lord when his church desires it. You, you remember, I don't know if they're as famous as they were when, I, when we were in high school and college, but 3D movies, is that still a thing? Is that still a thing? Everyone's like, no, we got these new Apple goggles and they look awesome. It's like, you look like a clown. <laughs> Maybe they're cool. I have not tried them, so I'm judging. I'm judging, totally judging. But I remember like 3D movies were a cool thing. Like on the IMAX, it was like, yes, I've saved up enough money to go to the movies. And they handed you these little dinky like paper glasses. <laughs> and you watched a movie in 3D and, and things came to life, right? <laughs> I remember, this is a funny story. Um, my brother and I, we were in, my family, we were in Disney World. We were young, I was like 12, he was like 14. Um, and we went into this 3D, I forget what it was. Oh, maybe I should, it was the Terminator. So we went into the Terminator. <laughs> As like a 12 and 14 year old, I don't know what my parents were thinking. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, and um, I remember we put the glasses on and this thing started, started. like it, it, was, it was like a 30 minute thing. Um, and we're sitting in seats and, you know, things are jumping at you and, you know, you, and, and my brother just loses his mind, like loses it. And he's just screaming his head off. And I just like look over and I'm like, bro, take the glasses off. You'll be just fine. <laughs> He's like, that's oh, oh. like, what is going on? But the moment you put those 3D glasses on, everything that is blurry becomes clear. Oh, that's what the presence of the Lord does to the story of Yahweh. When you, when you find yourself living in the presence of the Lord, being a people that, that desire to be with him, that's when the lights turn on. That's when things become so real and apparent, like, whoa, I have a no, whole new outlook on what my life is about. I, I have a whole new outlook on, on, on how I should operate and live and treat people. I have a whole new outlook of, of where, I, where I'm found now. I'm found to be a son of a really good dad. 
It's like when those glasses, aka the presence, hits a person's heart and it's welcomed in into their lives. It's like, oh, whoa, everything becomes more real than it was before. And that's why I believe when Jesus says, I'm leaving, but I'm giving you someone greater, the Holy Spirit's entire job is to turn the lights on for us. Come on, aren't you thankful for that? It is, it is for him to make the story come to life. It's, it's for us then to, when we come into the presence of the Lord, it's, it's the ability for us to find our lives in the story. Like I mentioned last week, the story of the word. It's a whole story of God's redemptive plan for us as human, humans. But when you, when you come in and, and you, you come into the presence of the Lord, that story becomes real. Okay, let me, let me, let me say it this way to help. You can, you can have this and you can do one of these You've ever done that before for your quiet time? I have. Oh, Lord, teach me. He's like, give your money away. I was like, next one, Lord, next one. Like, that's not in there, Lord. How did I get there? He's like, well, you do it again tomorrow. You might want to take, a, take note if you do that twice in two days. And anyways. But if you do that without going in and saying, Holy Spirit, I'm coming into your presence right now and I want this thing to teach me. It becomes religious more than it becomes relational. I know many churches that, that, that like it's word, 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 word. And listen, guys, caveat, again, go listen to last week. <laughs> We're not teaching anything else. But if it's just word, 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 word without inviting his presence, it becomes that. It becomes rules and regulations and hard things to follow and things that we don't understand. And the presence comes in and it starts to reveal, aka give you revelation of what the Father's about. Can I tell you, you were born for revelation, to receive revelation. You weren't born to constantly wonder what the Father's heart's about. When you come into Jesus and the Spirit's given to you in, in that moment, that's when he wants to start pouring out revelation. He's just, he's just wanting to know, are you willing to go, I will give up my life to rest in the presence, to be in the presence, and to receive from you? See, I think that's what the church did in Acts. I think they caught, they caught it. They understood, oh man, we can do nothing apart from the presence of the Lord. Imagine the stories of, of the old covenant and the law and the regulations and everything that had to be followed, the, 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 the stuff that's all, it's really important to read the Old Testament. We love it. But in that moment, it was like, man, the, the presence of the Lord came and it didn't just leave. Because the Old Testament, it would come and it would leave, it would come and it would leave, it would come and, and now they're in this room and they're praying and they're singing and all of a sudden, bam! <laughs> the Holy Spirit shows up and fills them and he's not leaving them. See, that's why, that's why if, if we're not people that get into his presence, orphan spirits start to come in. I feel the presence of the Lord. And what I mean by that is if you just say, like, I'm going to read my Bible because it's a thing to do and pastor keeps telling me. <laughs> You're going to create a, a heart that's just like, ah, I don't know what to do. This is hard. Yeah? And what happens is, is you start now basing your life on what you're doing rather than what he's done. Oh, I feel God. This isn't even my notes. I'll just, sorry. 
But in presence, in the presence of the Lord, the, the sweet, like, sweetness of presence, you come in and you realize, man, I can do nothing apart from you. But then you realize more, I'm lost without you. I'm actually an orphan without you. And when I get into the presence of the Lord, orphan spirit gets broken so fast because you realize I have everything I need in him. I have everything I need in him. I need nothing else except him and him alone. And when I have him, I don't need anything else. Can I tell you, that's what breaks that spirit or that cycle of trying to find something else that will fix, trying to find something else that will fill the void. Can I tell you, we were made for his presence. So when we're not in his presence, we turn to a bunch of things that we think will satisfy, aka fake presence things that keep us longing, keep us needing, keep us bogged down, keep us as an orphan and never step into our rightful, I feel the presence of the Lord, never step into our rightful inheritance as sons and daughters and start to wear it like, man, not proud, not pridefully, but, but man, I, I'm a kid that's found in Jesus. I'm a kid that knows my father. I'm a kid that understands everything I need in him. I, I, I have. See, that's what happens when the presence is welcomed in. See, the garden, and I'll, I'll be quick. Is this okay? See, the garden, God designed the garden that precious, beautiful place to be the place where Adam and Eve would, would, would rule and have dominion and, and, and name the animals <laughs> and have it all. They had everything there. But he designed it, I believe, and scholars believe he designed it because in the garden was his presence. All the things that happened like prior to the fall, I, I just believe this. This isn't extra Bible, it's not anti-Bible either, so don't. I just believe they, were, they had everything they needed because his presence. The, the tree of life, many people believe, was a sign that his presence was there. And so, so when the fall happens, when Adam and Eve choose something else, they choose a different way, they, they're, they're banished, right? And now humanity and mankind are, are in this state where they're, they're constantly, and I just believe it, reading the Old Testament, they're constantly looking to satisfy that gaping hole in their hearts. Let's build a tower and get to heaven. Sounds like a good plan, yeah? I'd be like, yeah, it sounds like a good, yeah, you know what, guys, I think that, yeah. Judge me, all of you would do it too. If I could, yeah, you know what, I know something's missing here. Let's build a tower. Uh, not a, nope, not the way that God wanted Humanity, climbing on top of each other, grabbing each other, stealing from each other, robbing each other, taking what, what they think is theirs, right? This is the story of humanity then, it's the story of humanity now. Why? Because that gaping hole can only be filled by the presence of the Lord. By the presence of the Lord. It's in that presence, in his, in his presence that we have the fullness that we long for. It's in his presence that we get the revelation of our really good dad. It's in his presence that we were made for and destined to be in and live from where we get corrected. See, when, when <laughs> this, is, this is totally off script, but I just feel the Lord. See, when you, when you live in, in connection to his presence, it's easy to be corrected, easier not always easy, easier. 
Grammar matters. It's easier. Because I'm walking in going, oh, oh, let me just talk about me. I've gone into my time with the Lord, into the presence, into just fellowshipping with the Lord. You know, Holy Spirit, here, here, some of you are like, what do I do to get in the presence? Holy Spirit, take me to the presence of the Lord. You can have that one for free, okay? Because he wants to do that. So I, I get in and I start praying, Lord, help me. I got a big meeting coming up. I have some things on my agenda, some things to do. And the Lord goes, I don't care about any of that stuff. What? <laughs> what? How offended. He's like, you spoke to your wife like a jerk. How, wives, or some of you, I see you're already like, <laughs> y'all better stop it. I'm like, no, Lord, I got some things I need to talk to you about in your presence, because in your presence, there's fullness. I need some fullness. And he's like, no, 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 no. You need to go apologize. I don't want to. Well, <laughs> and then we go down this trail. I don't want to. You're going to. <laughs> it's just how I commune with the, the, the Lord. And I leave his presence, and I don't feel like I got punished. I feel like I got sharpened. Are you hearing me? See, if, see, we're so afraid of the presence of the Lord at times because we feel like he's going to punish us. When we come into the presence of the Lord, there's deep correction, but correction leads to something. It leads to discipleship. It leads to growth. It le leads to endurance. It leads to sharpening. Are you hearing me? This is what we were made and designed to live in is his presence to grow, to, to, to come further with him, to go farther with him, to receive from him and to become more like him. It's the precious gift that the Lord gave to us. We were created to live in his presence. And when you're in his presence, what I've come to find out and what I've realized is that when I get into the presence of the Lord by just saying, Holy Spirit, this is just a simple, I mean, we could talk about this for a whole sermon series. So I'm doing my best, right? Wisdom fill the gaps. But it's like coming in and going, Holy Spirit, can you, can you take me to Jesus? That's, that's another prayer. Holy Spirit, take me to Jesus today. Or, or show me the Father's heart. I say that. Yeah. And what happens is in the presence of the Lord, what I believe happened to them, awe, A-W-E, comes upon me. See, if you, get, if, you, if, you, if you can just, from in your own life, just get the noise out of your life. Put the phone down. Put the phone on do not disturb. I got up here, and my, I don't know who's, people are texting me right now. I just had to put on do not disturb. Why? Because I'm looking at it. I'm preaching. <laughs> How much harder, and, or should say easier, would it be to go into the time with the Lord, into the presence of the Lord? Well, he's always with me. I'm always with the presence. Yes, but there are moments where he wants to meet you in his presence, you and him in the prayer closet, just alone, in that quiet place, just you and him. So don't be like, I'm always in the presence. It's like, yes, he, we, we were made to be presence carriers, but you need to go into the presence to learn how to carry the presence. <sighs> and so you, you're in there and you're like, oh, Lord, I'm here to be. Oh, my gosh. Lord, I'm here. It's the Super Bowl. Like, like you know what I'm saying? And so it's hard when we're distracted to become in awe of him. Being, being people that, that contend and live in his, contend for and live in his presence, 
you have to contend for it. Well, what's the point? The point is this, is that you have to fight to make time to be with the Lord in his presence. Oh my goodness, like we're learning this, we have young kids and we're, we're realizing, we were just talking last night, like it's hard, it's hard, life's happening, things are happening, it's hard to wake up early, it's hard at times to, to get out of bed, it's hard to do this thing and it's hard, but you know what, the grace of the Lord is saying, come, I want to give you grace to do this. Because he wants us to be in awe of him. Because when you're in awe of him, you don't need anything else to awe you. Tim, can you come? Did you hear that? You want me to say that again? What did I say? <laughs> when you get in the presence of the Lord, you don't need anything else to awe you because he awes you. It says that the church was in awe of what was happening. I want to be in awe of us as a church and what God's doing. I don't ever want to leave. And what happens in presence culture, then it, it just becomes that it's the normalcy of God to do, to do radical things. He does radical things in our church. Can I, can I tell you that? He does radical things. I, I've witnessed, I've been a witness to it. Come on. Like I've, I've seen him heal, like knees, right here. We're so, we were so naive to it. I'm like, brother, stand up. And he's like, I'm like, do it again. He did it again and again. I'm like, are you good? He's like, dude, I'm good. I'm like, wow, okay, Lord. And I leave, and I get in my car, and I feel the nudge of the Spirit. Don't let that become familial. Whoa, yeah. Holy cow, you're doing it, Lord. You're not just healing, you're restoring people. You're not just restoring people, you're redeeming people. Like, like whoa, God, you, you're so precious. Father, you're so good. See, when you get into the presence of the Lord, you start to put your eyes on him, you realize how good he is. Isn't that, isn't that what we were designed for? See, when you're in awe of him, offense doesn't stick around. Can I come sit on your couch with you right now? When you're in awe of him, pain doesn't have to be the, the story that you keep telling. When you're in awe of him, church hurt leaves. I need to go here. The reality is, and I don't mean to downplay it, please, we've all been hurt by, by the church. It's humans running it. Humans are flawed. Hey, guys, can I make an announcement? I'm flawed. We've all been hurt. I was a 13, 14-year-old kid Parents are pastors, big, big church, big church. And in one moment, I watched that whole thing spin out of control. Entire church split right in half. I watched people scream and yell at my parents. I was supposed to be in a car leaving, and I snuck out of the car and snuck back in the church. And I stood in the back of the church. And I watched people just yelling, fighting, bickering. I was like, I don't want this. This is what it is. But then one day at 22 years old, Jesus showed up. The Holy Spirit filled my life and he showed me a really good father. And I became in awe of him. And in becoming awe of him, I, I watched in my life as offense and bitterness and hate and anger and resentment 
towards people, towards the church, started to fall off because I just put my eyes on him. Are you hearing me? Like when you, when you are in awe of him, things shift, they change. You can't be the same as you were yesterday or a year ago. I understand sanctification is a process and we're all on it. Are you with me? Don't judge people where they're at, but let's be a place that we believe that when people come in, things start to change in them because that's what he does, right? When you, when you put your eyes on Jesus and you get in awe of who he is, things start to change in your heart. So I feel this burden as a church, as, as a leader to say like, man, I, I want us to start building this place to be a place where the presence of God dwells. It's where we see religious stuff broken. It's where we see um, failures get healed. It's where we see grace come in in moments. It's where we see God, people receive mercy. It's where we get to put our eyes on the one that is full of wonder and full of beauty and full of grace and go, man, I, I really don't need anything else. Because we were created to be in awe of our Lord. See, and then, and then, out of that awe and out of that wonder and out of that being built up in the Lord, we go out into the city. We go out into loving people. I think I said it maybe last week or I said it at a meeting, like, like, love the Lord God with all your heart. First commandment, right? Is that your Bible? <laughs> love your neighbor as yourselves. We mistaken loving people as loving God. They're different. You need to say amen. It says, love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, heart, and strength. Then, love your neighbor. So many of us are like, I'm loving people so well. I'm standing with them. I'm loving them. I'm posting with them. I'm doing, he does not care if you don't love him first. That's a good word. It's a hard one. Out your amen. But it's true, right? Right? It's going, I want to love you, Lord. I want to love you, Lord, with all my mind. Oh, be renewed today with all my heart, my heart's affections. I'm guarding it. I'm, I'm keeping it so, so nothing gets in there with my body. I'm loving you with my body. I'm, I'm giving my body as a living sacrifice. I'm loving you. So if that means I got to get on the floor, on the knees, and, and just be embarrassed for a little bit because you've asked me to be a living sacrifice, I'll do whatever you need me to do with my body because you deserve it all. And then, and then, and then, and then, listen, listen, I don't have much time. And then it's going, then I can go out and love people. And then I can go serve people. Because here's the reality. We've watched so many people get burnt out on serving and loving and giving because they don't have presence with him first. principle of going in and coming out is all throughout the scripture. I love it. I'm fascinated. You know, I just recently am reading a book by the pastor at Upper Room, but uh, Robert Morse, who I've said before, is like a hero of mine. Um, he, he preached a message on going in and coming out, and he talked about how in the Old Testament, that was such a, that was such a military principle about how, how the leaders would say, like, I can no longer go in and go out, come out. And what that meant was, is they no longer had the strength to go in and be with the Lord and come out and go do what they needed to do. There'll come a day where I'll retire. There'll come a day where the Lord says, like, this is done. I'm moving you into something else, mantle. And that, that's not today. Don't, some of you are like, what's the announcement? 
But until that day, and for all of us, until the day he returns, I want us to be people that understand that we have to go in before we go out. That's where the power source is. That's where the power source is. Think about it. Peter leaves that room and he goes and declares the gospel of Jesus and thousands of people were saved. Thousands. What does it look like for us to see thousands saved in Chicago? Do you have any faith? What does it look like for thousands of people to get redeemed in Chicago? Do you have any faith? It looks like people being connected to his presence. So one of the ways that we feel as a church that we, we want to teach this and cultivate this and build this is, is that, yes, we have gatherings on the weekends. Yes, Sundays are important. And yes, bring friends and invite them and come and do all this. Amazing things happen to your kids. I mean, the other, we're, 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 the kids zone is insane right now. It's packed. And, and I just love that our kids are getting poured into with the goodness of God. I love that I come home and my son is telling me Bible stories. He's teaching me. It's all, things are really good and this is important. But over the last couple months and time, we've been praying like, Lord, how do we cultivate this to be a place where you can come and rest? It's hard that this isn't our space. And we love Chicago Hope and we believe in Chicago Hope and we need to pray for this school because they're influencing so many students. And they've been so gracious to let us have this place. So it's like, how do we do this as a church that's mobile, but not fully ours? And wow, we, we have so many dreams in our hearts to see like a place where his presence rests and becomes a place where we, we can come in and gather and keep going after him, right? And then go into the city. So one of the things that we've decided and felt like the Lord put, put breathed on again was we, we're going to go back to establishing every Wednesday here in this room for prayer meeting. Every Wednesday in this room. Every Wednesday. For some of you, you have no idea what I'm talking about. So you're just like, great, let's ride. <laughs> but this church was established in prayer and COVID and the, the, all kind of, and so we went to first and third, which was the most bizarre. Why did we do that? People are like, is it the first week? Is it the second week? And we just said, we're going every week in this room at 7 p.m. In the coming months, and you'll hear more about this, where we're going to say, we're not coming in and we're not going to preach. We're not going to have a message where it's like, Here, here's, the word is being taught in our church. Okay? We're going to come in and we're going to come and rest in the presence of the Lord. There's going to be worshipers leading worship. There's going to be someone facilitating scripture verse or, or where we feel like the Lord's leading. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a prayer room, essentially, that we've done over the last couple of times of prayer and fasting weeks. And we believe it's a way to cultivate, to train, and to equip us as a house of how to be people that sit in the presence. It's, it's, it's a contending thing. It's, it's a hard thing to fight because there's moments when I'm in the presence or we're in the presence and we're like, Where's, what's the Lord doing? But you just have to figure, you just, Lord, where are you at? It's like the dog that goes in hunting and sniffs out. Like, like Holy Spirit, show us, lead us. And so we want to come in, and we're not just coming in and getting another message, and that we're coming in, and we're going to be with him and create an environment that he gets to rest in. I pray the day comes. And let me, this is just vision of my heart. I pray the day comes where we have our space. And we have a space where it impacts the community and it changes kids' lives and we see counseling and tutoring and all that stuff happening. Like the church should lead in this. Can I? And we've, we've been like, ah, city do it. Like 
and it's hard. Listen, listen, you guys can clap, but then come into meetings. <laughs> so please pray. <laughs> Because it's hard, right? It, it, but it's the call of the church to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So I pray for that day to have all that stuff. But you know what I want more? I want a place where he rests. Forgive me. I want a place where he comes. And when people walk by, they're like, what is happening in there? Why are there people showing up at 7 a.m. to pray? What is wrong with those people? You know what? I'm, I want to know what's wrong with those people. And they come in and they become people that are wrong. Something's wrong with them. Are you with me? Like, I, I long for that. We have an ample opportunity. Is that a word? Ample. It's a good word. I have a master's. Use that one and you'll be all right. I have a big desire to see a place where the Lord rests. To be a place where people don't Go, ah, should I go? Should I, should I be with the Lord tonight? What were you made for? What were we made for? What were we made for? To be with him. To be with him. To be in his presence. And I'm telling you right now, when you start to build your life in his presence, you might lose some friends. It's okay. You'll gain more. You'll gain more, you'll gain more. You might lose some scheduling. It's all right, you'll get back more than you could have ever dreamed of. Man, I'm in the presence of the Lord, I'm like, this is it, this is what I was made for. I didn't wanna come tonight, but I'm here. You know, I'm just as human as you guys, but come, because I believe the Lord is creating a place where we are connected to him and connecting others, and it's his presence that we're doing it to. It's not a personality. I don't wanna be a personality that you guys all come for. Can you say amen to that? And we didn't build this church off of personality. We never will. We built it off of him. And I'm establishing that once again to be a people of presence. Amen? Can you stand to your feet? Great. Can you come? Can you just, can you just for one moment, can you just close your eyes? I'm not gonna do anything weird, just... I just want you to say what I said earlier. Make this your prayer right now. Just every head bowed and just focus your eyes on Jesus. There's not a formula. There's not a formula of how to get into his presence. There's nothing. It's what we were designed for. It's just simply saying I'm here. So if you wanna be a person that's gonna establish your life in the presence of the Lord, just say in your own words, in your heart, Holy Spirit, lead me to Jesus. And just make that, make that your prayer. Make that your prayer right now. Just say, Holy Spirit, lead me to the one who loves me. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, captivate me. <laughs> Holy Spirit, captivate my heart's affections. Come on, because once you get in, you just begin to just realize what he's about and what he wants. I'm gonna ask Rachel to pray over you guys. Just stay right there. Stay focused on him right now. Focus on him. I'm just gonna ask that Rachel prays for us to be a people connected to the presence. that all you desire is a humble heart. A humble heart that is available to you, Lord. You're constantly looking for a people that are available 
And so, Lord, just the things that distract our minds, our time, our schedules, the Lord, that the, the ways that the enemy tries to get in, Lord, we just silence that. Lord, we wanna have tender hearts that are available and humble, Lord. We wanna be a people, a church. We wanna be families, Lord, that your presence rests on. Help us, Lord. Lord, I pray for maybe those that um, are filled with doubt. Lord, that, that maybe feel like you're not actually gonna show up if I, if I meet you there. Lord, would you surprise us? Would you surprise us, Lord? Would we be able to just delight and would you delight in us, Lord? Would people actually experience what joy in the morning actually means? Lord, that you promise it, but we actually have to grab it. So Lord, make us an available people, Lord. Lord, the busyness of life, Lord, those that we overcomplicate our lives, Lord, uncomplicate it. Lord, you wanna partner with us, but that requires us to actually partner with you. And so Lord, help us, Lord. Help us to know what it feels like to sit in your presence, Lord. Would it actually rejuvenate us, Lord, so that we can be a sent people? Lord, that you actually wanna use us, that's the point. But you wanna meet with us before you even wanna use us, Lord. So teach us, Lord. Teach us in those private moments. Teach us in those moments with our kids and our families. Teach us in those moments with our spouse. Teach us in those moments with our roommates, with our friends. Lord, that would, we would be able to cultivate it wherever, Lord. That we would learn how to do that. And so that when we come in this place, Lord, it's already been cultivated. Help us, Lord. We need you. We want you. In Jesus' name.